Hey everyone, Brad Gross here with another Technology Bradcast. We're going to help manage service providers across the world, so if you want to learn something, give me five minutes or less. You're going to learn a lot. Hey everyone, welcome to another Technology Bradcast. This is part one of the holy trinity of security as a service. Firewalls, pen testing, SIM solutions, they comprise the holy trinity offerings of security as a service. And while they can bring a lot of success to your company, they can also expose your company to a lot of liability. In this three-part technology broadcast, we're going to examine some of the liabilities attached to each of those services. Today, we're going to start with penetration testing. Now, in order to really understand what you need to do to protect yourself and reduce your company's liability when you offer or resell pen testing services, you need to understand how the pen testing companies look at things. So let me give you a little inside baseball and tell you how they view the world. I represent a lot of companies across the country that provide outsourced penetration testing services for MSPs just like yours. And you know what they all have in common? Great contracts. Great contracts that protect them from virtually anything that can go wrong. Here's a real example. I have a client that was doing pen testing for a bank that had branches throughout the state of Colorado. Okay, actually, it wasn't Colorado, but I'm changing the names to protect the innocent. So as part of the ten te as part of the pen testing activity, they ran some not-so-common algorithms against the bank's virtual security defenses. And you know what happened? The bank's defenses worked. They stopped the attack cold. That's the good news. Bad news. Bad news was that the bank's system stopped the attack by shutting down the network in every branch of the bank. Every single computer went down, every server went down, and it could not be brought up for at least 24 hours. So frantic calls from the bank's executives were made. That didn't help. The executives threatened everything from lawsuits to physical violence, and you know what? Because of the contracts that my clients had in place, which I wrote, the threat of physical violence was probably a lot more likely than litigation. They had airtight contracts to protect them, and so should you. Now let's look at this situation a little more closely. My client used a highly uncommon and arguably controversial way to try to hack the bank. The bank, suffering from incredible customer backlash and embarrassment from having their system shut down, said, hey, what you did was reckless. It was way outside of what a normal pen test should do, and because you were reckless, we suffered millions in damages and we're holding you responsible. But when I sent their lawyers a copy of the contract, the call stopped, probably because in a very conspicuous way. The contract laid out what I call the facts of life of pen testing. And here are what some of those facts of life are. Fact one, great pen testing service often involves the use of unorthodox algorithms and processes. That's the way it is. Fact two, if pen testing did use obvious methods and obvious algorithms, then it would be worthless. No one wants a worthless pen test. Fact three, there is no industry standard pen testing process. 
That's what I said. No industry standard. There is no baseline against which we can reasonably measure pen testing methods or algorithms because when it comes to pen testing, virtually anything goes. That's the whole idea, right? To figure out a way to hack things that no one else has thought of or tried. Fact four. Because anything goes, recklessness doesn't exist when it comes to pen testing. Even intentional or willful behavior can and should be excused because that's the nature of pen testing. Now, my client's contract had all those facts of life in it, and the bank signed off on it. And when the bank's lawyers read those facts, their calls stopped. Now, let's bring it back to your company, to your MSP. What protections do you have in place? Do you have your clients specifically waive liability for the parade of horribles that's going to come marching down their main street once pen testing begins? Do your contracts specifically and clearly require your clients to waive specific damages like virtual alarms, virtual shutdowns? How about calls to law enforcement? Do you require your clients to call and notify law enforcement about the potential for an alarm being set off? Most likely. Your agreement doesn't require these things, but it must. It must. So before you offer another client a pen testing service or you're going to resell a pen testing service, check your agreement or send it to me and make sure it says what it needs to say. There is no reason to incur liability just because you're offering pen testing services. You just need to make sure that your clients understand and waive all the risks involved clearly and specifically. You have questions, comments, call us at 954-217-6225 or email us at info at bradleygross.com. You need a referral to a great pen testing company or two? Ask me. I know and trust quite a few. Let's make sure your clients are protected from malware and hackers, and let's make sure your business doesn't incur needless and expensive liability when you're offering pen testing services. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll see you next time for part two of the Holy Trinity of Security as a Service.